Hello and welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our stream shows from Twitch. You can always find our Twitch schedule at twitch.tv forward slash RPG forward slash schedule. You can also find all of our previous shows on podcast or YouTube by searching Roll Together RPG. These podcasts are sponsored by Phoenix Dice and supported by Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms as well as Eldwood Academy. Links to them will be in the description. Please do leave a review and thank you for joining us. Hello everyone and welcome to A Scaling Effect. Thank you for joining us for an evening of Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Ali, I go by Daidem and I will be your Dungeon Master tonight. Uh, this game follows the events of a Divergent Dream and we are joined by some familiar faces and some not so familiar. In this adventure, our heroes will learn more about the incoming dangers that the Elder Evils mean to this plane. We may or not visit the Feywild. Now, let's meet our players. Hi, I'm Evie, I use she, her pronouns, and I will be playing Winnow, who uses they, them pronouns. Hello, I'm Josh, I use he, him pronouns, and I will be playing Garnot Silurian, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hi everyone, I'm Steve, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Testimonial Rattleward, a mark of scribing gnome wizard, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hello, I'm Michael, um, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm pro- playing Professor Jaxus. Welcome back, everybody. This is the grand finale, episode four of A Scaling Effect. And I think there is a lot of questions after last session. Last episode, there was a lot of revelations, a lot of fighting and epic scenes from all of our players. And I think it's time for us to try to unravel what's the mystery behind everything. So, after the battle with this sort of mechanical uh, slat, the room comes back to silence. And we have, I think, really blooded uh, Garnot. Well, I was on the ways to look not that uh, badly harmed. Professor Jaxis, who after a, an epic move is now covering some sort of uh, the the remaining of some scars that the uh, seems like uh, thorns and li- uh, roots. Uh, when, More importantly, my suit is ruined. Yes, but but remember, you have <laughs> colorful toenails. <laughs> and we know next to Professor Jaxis, a little bit uh, oblivious about the whole situation. And they look just fresh like the morning. They were had they had no harm. Um, Testy, <laughs> a new feature on your body shops upon the room, and maybe you will want to share a little bit. I mean, I'm not sure the other people in the room care about it, but <laughs> that's it. Um, in one of the corners, uh, we have a panther lion kind of person. 
Um, and yeah, this is where you are. Wake, just awake! Oh, oh my, just awake! I'm awake. I just punched someone. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Yeah, sorry, I I I missed that drop. Yes, <laughs> we know contributed to kill this. Uh, of course, yeah, you absolutely clean. So you're <laughs> crushed it to pieces. Okay. Uh, um, just gonna sit down on the floor, defeated, and just like. Flump. <laughs> okay, can somebody fill me in on what the hell is going on? Uh, <clears throat> turns out we might have been in some sort of one of those, you know, like dream thingies. You know what happened before when we went to go see, uh, oh, what was his name again? Uh, the, oh, Mr. Cassell? That's the one, yeah, where we got sucked into his dream and we had to save him in that weird sort of infinity circle type thing where we had to fight that creature and I flung it off the edge and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was a dream sort of state sort of thing, I think, because this is the exact same room that we started in before we went out and found the Fey dark area. And I'm sort of walking around the floor with Roger running around with uh, looking for something on the floor. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay, okay, so who needs healing? Line up, orderly queue. <laughs> uh, the mechanical that creature that uh, that you finished off really did a number on uh, on Garnet. So, <laughs> Garnet, please, <laughs> Professor, please. I'm Here, just going person. to take. I'm just and he just slowly like slinks into one of the beds. I'll just take take a nap. Nap. <laughs> did you keep the receipt for the room reservation? I'm sure this is not what we were called in for. Here with, his face. <laughs> with his face <laughs> like stuffed, stuffed in the pillow. Yeah. No, I'm going to have to pay for it all. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, oh, somebody has to. Somebody's going to. So the um, Ebony stands up and approaches to you and thanks Professor Jaxis for, I think, uh, thank you very much for what you did. This is very strange because I have tried several things to get rid of the tattoo and all the other bearers of tattoos the same. Nothing has worked till now. We tried the same spell, but it didn't work. So what did you do different? So your tattoo is gone as well. Yes, uh, Professor Jack says, with me. Oh, it was, it was you. Uh, yes, I, I would have released my face from a pillow. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yes, I, uh, I got rather frustrated, really. And well, I said no to at all, and I destroyed my favorite staff. But the magic, and through some very clever, and not me, I feel like something else took over me at the time, some wonder, hence why my hair is now blonde, and I look the way I do. Um, 
I released the power of the staff and wielding that, I managed to redirect it into yourself and Ebony. You do have a positively sunny disposition now. Um, thank you, Professor. This was very impressive. And when I was going to take you, slap you on the face. <laughs> oh. I can't find uh, my boo card. <laughs> for six, seven, eight hit points. Oh. And give you a little hug. Oh, I, I mean, the. There was a whole roller coaster. It was a roller coaster. A roller coaster of <laughs> feelings, then, I have to say. Um, okay. Maybe, okay, so you, you dispelled the magic on my tattoo that I was talking to Gorgonor, but Gorgonor said that they were not responsible for the eldritch tattoos. I, I fully don't understand. But my connection, our connection to the tattoo, um, sometimes took me to the mind or like a place where I could see uh, like a rather big creature, like a uh, otherworldly creature. And they call themselves uh, the silent agony. They were just we never really grasped what that thing was, but it was like a cacophony of ideas, mainly destruction. But they used some uh, avatars to talk to us. Uh, we had to do uh, their bidding. And one of the things that I was told to do or forced to do was coming here for you and your friend. I was actually surprised not to see the autonome here. He had business elsewhere, uh, wisely, so it would seem. Yes. Uh, the, 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 this entity wanted both of you I really don't understand why, but should not be for good intentions. Does we know? Does that mean we need to go find your friend Sarah then? Oh God, yes, yeah, Sarah might be in danger. Well, honestly, anyone that comes after Sarah is probably more in danger from Sarah, but. <laughs> I, as I have a duty to protect you, I have even more a duty to protect Sarah. Well, I would say in in the, the focus of contracts and duties and things, I, I, I'd argue the fact you slept through the most dangerous part of my entire life <laughs> um, is probably broken and you're free from that obligation. Uh, I survived, so... And, well, I have failed you. <laughs> if you have a, um, you know, a spare staff of woodlands, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, that's the only thing I'm interested in compensation for. Um, your services that have been rendered are free. Now, go save your friend if you so wish. 
I found you, you little bugger. And I, <laughs> and I just pick up two ends of Professor Jackson's staff and I'm trying to fit them together. Oh. And while I do that, Rogers, Rogers come with some ripped up bed linen and some thorns from the um, wall of thorns and we've started wrapping the staff up and, oh, here you go, Professor. It's fit. Uh, it might not be as like magical as it was before, but I mean, it, it can help your walk or smack things, maybe. Ego. Well, I guess this can be a memento of my first ever adventure, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yes. And sort of stuffs it in his bag. It's, uh, something that you should also know, and everyone looking around the rooms, is like, uh, there was other agent sent here in case... I failed, and they should not be far from this location. So I think we should live. Soon. Would you say? Would you say they're like eight hours away? So we could like <laughs> get a long rest beforehand, or do we sort of need to go quick sticks? Because you know, if they're coming after us, would they be potentially coming after Sarah as well? Because you know, Sarah's not here. She, uh, they went off to Baldur's Gate. I think. I think we. I think. They said they were going there, didn't they? Yeah, they, yeah, they were going back to um, to see Mr. Cassell, and then they will make their own way to to Baldur's Gate. So, does that mean that Mr. Cassell's in Baldur's Gate, or is he in the other place that we came from before? So, Mr. Cassell is in Smalteran, which is like the first city of the adventure. Ah. So, mm -hmm. Ceres went back, and then she will do her own way to to Baldur's Gate. Um, we can definitely try to... When did she... When, when did they leave? Uh, how many days ago was it? I think it was just the was day, just right? Day. So just, <laughs> just today. Just, just the, so if just this today. is the night... They probably night. run down the lane and find them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've been together... It feels like we've been together for so long because we were like in that same dream. I'm guessing we were all in the same dream state together and that felt like it was ages. So even though we've only known each other for a few hours, it feels like it's been like four weeks, maybe. I mean, I've taken so many notes. I mean, <laughs> I look at my actual book and I'm no, like, um, where are they? <laughs> so probably it would take Sarah a couple of, like less than a week or about, about a week to reach Smalteran. Um so they is they are just one day away kind of thing. Okay. But then uh maybe they got some help from mer uh, merchants going there so it's difficult to know but uh if any of you uh have a sending or scrying you may be able to. <laughs> but I can I'm run real fast. Uh, I'm completely unmagical. I have. I have message, but that's it's... only within range, so that doesn't. Yeah. That's not going to do any, that's not gonna do any good. And I could leave messages, pre-recorded messages through Magic Mouth and things like that. Yes. But again, nothing that's nothing that's right there. Everything is immediate. Nothing is distance. Um, if we have the time for a, a, a sleep, 
I could potentially, you know, a little nap nap could, uh, <laughs> you know, so, help us along the way. But if if they know that we're here, though, would it be better? And I know the professor's not going to like this, but would it be better for us to leave and sleep out in the wilderness, where we can find somewhere a little bit better to hide first? You should wash your mouth out, can't? Why? It's a bit. It's a bit sugary. Comment, comment. And he just goes chuntering off to himself. <laughs> uh, Ebony sort of agrees with the idea that maybe living is the best. Uh, the the other agent is a little is known for his sadist um, ways of solve problems. And I don't think they will be up for any conversation. What's they look like? Uh, his name is Alabaster, and they look like a, they, they are sort of half giant. And he describes the other creature that you saw on your dreams. This big sort of stony creature, like large creature with a, that impale Saren in the dream. And uh, he's not alone. He might have some other creatures like this. We might, I think, the best thing to do is live. Okay. Um, I think uh, it's probably best if I disguise myself from now on, because now I don't. Oh, so I can, I can, I'm, I'm a changeling again, everyone. I know, I know. Um, so does anyone want a mask? Testimonial. It's very theatrical. Absolutely. This is a grand gift. Thank you. Admire it. As uh, uh, Winnow hands it over, Winnow, uh, like her whole, that their whole body ripples and they become a relatively tall elven man with a full beard um, with what looks like fake fingers. Um, if any of you are familiar with roguish types in like in the Baldur's Gate area, you might recognize this figure as someone known as Jimmy the Fingers. <laughs> Give me the That's fingers. Really cool. Give me the fingers is in the room. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the party. Um, mm-hmm. We finally have the sixth, the, the fifth member of of this adventure. Um, so, uh, if you don't have, if if you have all your belongings, I think we should part away. And unfortunately, yeah. yeah, there's no time for a long rest. Because oh, we have a sort of a long rest. So it's really early in the morning. So probably one or two hours before down. Done. All right. Okay. So um, let's get going. Uh, Professor, uh, is your bo- <gasps> Professor, look at your toenails. Oh, <laughs> I, I got some special. Uh, I, I, I didn't tell you this because obviously we didn't tell you that we were going to paint your nails, but. It's like special seasonal nail polish. So when you when you when you went all blonde, it's changed color to uh, it's like a it's like a yellowy color now. It's, it was like a, a pinky color before, pinky blue. But yeah, look, it is your boots. Put a protective <laughs> varnish on top as well, so it should last for a while. Oh, brilliant! It's, it's yes. a bit like my, it's a bit like my ones. And you can Let's see make there. a cannon. It gives you plus one to your racing. Do you want to know the worst? My initial reaction is to be 
you know, shooketh. Absolutely shooketh. But for some reason, I have this weird tingly excitement about all this, you know, movement and adventure, and it makes me feel a little bit sick. I don't understand what's going on as of right now, but I seem surprisingly excited about all of these things. And I'm just gently punching you in the shoulder going, see, see, you're getting it, you're getting it. Very thing. Very, okay. Um, yes, this may take, I might, uh, I, I might be quite difficult to, you know, get along with for a little while as, you know, I'm, I, I realign my emotions with my seasonal change. I understand that I'm a delight normally, but I might be a little bit more difficult to talk to and, you know, and um, just my general demeanor may be slightly... Uh, uh, difficult, so I do apologise in advance. Um, yes. Well, before we head out, uh, Winnow, would you mind giving me a couple of those, you know, pop pops, please? Because you know, <laughs> uh, you do. can't tell you can't tell them bleeding because you know red skin. But you know, I could do with a bit of punching. Okay, I'll give some regular healing first. Will be beneficial. It will help aid the process along. That's me using a feet. And that gives you, uh, where are my feet? Where are my feet? Character sheet, do your thing. The, the, you're That's standing on them. Five, seven, eight, <laughs> nine <laughs> HP. Yep. Is this uh, about time to say that there is actually a way I could heal us all to full in very little time? There is. Punch. Sorry. <laughs> 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 yes, but it would, it would mean I'd be very severely hampered in any of the spells. No, it's... Don't worry about it, Doc. Uh, doc? Professor, sorry. Don't worry about it, Professor. Winnow's just healed me up nicely. Oh, one thing... One other thing I'd like to point out as well, uh, just before we do go on. Uh, well, it's not so much point out, it's more question, and I'm just going to look to testimonial. What was that? What was that thing on your arm that you did? You haven't got one of these tattoos like Winnow has now, have you? I... I was, it, everything feels... Everything feels... Itchy since the dream. Remember when I duplicated your tattoo, trying to wow, well, trying trying to show that reality is we can write our own stories. And now I had one mark, and now I have this further down on my arm. And I pull up my sleeve, and I show, um, you know, it's it's like a stylized dragon claw it's a bit of a garble but you know i move my arm and i try to figure out what it looks like and 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 uh when i saw you in danger garnet it it flared up so this is this this is a new thing and i presented to ebony is this something that looks familiar to you i'm looking at it for eyeballs <laughs> <laughs> has draconic writing on it I, I can... It's probably just images. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, everyone here can make me like an arcana check or a um, investigation if you want. Oh, go investigation. Uh, That's a 16 for growing up. Natural 20 for a 26. Yay! On an arcana. That's a 9. From the newly charismatic Jimmy the Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> with the new form, um, Jimmy the Fingers is just like a little bit distracted with uh, what the, more with the glow than the actual meaning of the of the um, tattoo that 
nothing comes into mind. Uh, Garnet, what did you use? Investigation. Investigation. Um, so you notice some similar features between the tattoo that we know had and the one that um, Ebony had as well. So it's not the same tattoo, but you you recognize some. You you say like, oh, look at this. The, the finishing style of this zone, they are really similar. Uh, Professor Jaxis, natural 24, Arcana? 26. Arcana, yeah. So a lot of arcane, there's been a lot of arcane energy in the room. A lot of uh, eldritch energy dissolved and dispersed into the room as well. So putting the mats together, you think that some there was some sort of uh, transfer between um, the the eldritch energy released into the tattoo of testimonial. So not you're not sure if they are linked to this otherworldly creature, but you feel some sort of eldritch energy coming from the tattoo. So it's just like another layer on top of, of, of the tattoo, just like a, a pump to it. What's oh. going to happen with this? We will have to discover. <laughs> um, testing, when Professor Jaxis tells you this, um, make me a charisma check. A charisma Actually, check. a charisma saving throw. Here we go. And that's for a 12. 12. Uh, if this news comes to you a little bit like a shock, like, am I gonna? I mean, like, am I now in this am I, situation? Can I make a deal? Yes. <laughs> um, but you don't feel anything, like. Okay. Yeah, but probably we know should be the one here, explaining you. What it felt. When they had the tattoo. Um. How did it feel? <laughs> um, I think Ebony and Wayno just explained that there was this sensation that you were being observed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you don't feel observed, Teste, at this okay. point. Okay. <laughs> uh, at this point. Mm. <laughs> so, um, quite respectful audience. Yeah. I mean, Patron, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's happened <laughs> with so, this, but I feel I should be very careful with what I do in dreams. <laughs> a bit of a flourish, uh, Winnow or Jimmy, let's go Winnow, takes out a bandage. You notice that they are much more flamboyant in this form uh, <laughs> than they were, like as their normal selves. Here, bind it with this bandage, and any eyes that pop out may not be able to witness you. There are, extra, there are eyes. Of course there are eyes. I'll find it extra. An elderly tattoo. Of course there are eyes. What do you expect? <laughs> I didn't expect it. I'm being a hypocrite. But <laughs> now we know. Oh, I mean, that sounds like a very painless way to get a tattoo. My tattoos caused a lot of, well, not a lot of pain, because, you know, <clears throat> but, you know, uh, they hurt a little bit when I had them done. So um, they're not magical at all. But, yeah, just keep an eye on that. Get it? Eye. No, should we leave? Oh. <laughs> yes, Ebony goes like yes. Um yes. so Ebony 
It goes at the front. He opens the door. And you remember that you were like in this cafe kind of sort of place or like a plaza with a lot of food stalls and everything. But everything seems rather quiet. And everyone turns to you like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, we drugged all the whole place. That's why we were able to reach you. Um, I don't know Was exactly it the how long the drug works. I mean, yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. Let's go. What did you drug? Tea. Like we were given a weird recipe from tea for tea. Did we drink any tea? We did drink tea. <laughs> Might have been why we passed out so quickly Good after tea. painting Professor Jackson's nails. <laughs> that would explain why it was so sweet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Perhaps we should leave a note of some sort so they do not uh, all awaken to find one room missing and assume that we are the ones with the bounties now but, and we did the poisoning. But maybe they'll just think we were like they were knocked out and we were all killed and then I don't have to pay for all the damage. <laughs> and <laughs> and where would our bodies be? Yeah. Taken? I mean, that is. We a did good leave point. quite the mess. Yeah, there's a lot of blood in there. As I say, flicking my hand in the room. <laughs> <laughs> There's DNA in the room. <laughs> well, that, that's that's a completely different story, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought like in if like the equivalent of CSI or all those um, police shows comes to this room, they will be like uh, collecting DNA samples everywhere. Okay, so um. You are like I don't remember it was like the first or second floor, but then you start like going down and everything is very quiet. And suddenly uh Ebony rises his hand and told you to stop. And they point to this open area in the cafe. Um who will be at the front or like behind everybody. I'll definitely be at the back, like shuffling. <laughs> be at the front. Uh but also as flamboyant as Jimmy is, it's also sneaky because <laughs> it's sneaky uh, flamboyant. Mm, I like it. Um yeah. he's actually make... quite dishy as well. I'm just <laughs> make me a <laughs> perception checklist. Oh, doesn't hide the fact that it's still Winnow with Winnow's stats and Winnow's opinions <laughs> and goodnesses at things. That's 19. 19. You see a glow like moving in the air. And uh, when you pay a little bit more attention, you see several glows, like three or four glows. They seems like um they seem like um mechanical medusas at first glance. She's just like floating um, constructs in the air. And you s it gives you the impression that they are looking for something. And you quickly do the maths, and these constructs, they look very similar to the ones that you have faced. And everyone says that, uh, I think they sent some sensors in the front. 
so alabaster should not be far away we need to we should not be perceived seen i'm not sure mm -hmm. what is the word for these creatures let's say perceived sneak out through the kitchens so you are on the stairs still about 30 feet away from them so there's enough space for maneuvering um garnot do you have are you a click clack kind of character when you move mm. do you have disadvantage or... i do not i am wearing breastplate so um i do not have disadvantage although roger has come out of the armor hearing that they, there's mecha medusas he's come out of the armor with polish and a rag and it's like <laughs> polishing the shield so it's like you can almost see your reflection in it <laughs> Jesus, i love it um <laughs> ebony uh, stealthy keeps going down um there you go it's a little, bit, a little bit slower but more careful i will need you to make I can a stone I was waiting for this. And now I have plus 13 to my stealth. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no, uh -oh. I can't. Pass without a trace was on my staff. I didn't prepare it because it was on my staff. <laughs> so I need I a, a, yeah. So I have just there in the distance in sort of a patrol format How, what's my view is there some i someplace i can yeah. cast an illusion so, to sort of distract uh, them or just try uh, to increase yes. our odds of once you all been pointed by window and ebony these creatures mm -hmm. um as i said probably the closest is 30 feet away from you and then they are like in a, in a group thing they are not far from each other not far from each other and but, yeah they are not like they don't have like sensors or like lamps for something but mm -hmm. you can see that they they go down to the floor and they examine one people that was having tea they move to the next body and they continue but they move like a group okay so what something i can do it's a it, it's a new thing I've recently learned. Um, just be prepared to go when it happens, right? Okay, okay, okay. I can still... also do an emergency um, blinding of everything. So it does mean that we potentially may run into walls, but it also means <laughs> that they can't hit us, um, just in case of an emergency. Right, okay. Uh, one second, I'm just going to slide in front of Jimmy Winnow. <laughs> and I'll poke out slightly and I you watch as a very small white aura glows around my hand. Uh, I'm using as part of the telekinetic feat, I can cast Mage Hand, but it's invisible. So I'm doing it as if I've I can pick things up with my hand. So any tables or anything that have got like bits of cutlery or chairs or anything, I'm just gonna pick something up and then use the hand to launch it across the other side of the room to try and cause a noise to so they turn that way. And then we go. Is this a uh, sort of group effort? So test the 
Garnot, are you going to do something coordinated or is it just Garnot's? If Tessie's got anything, then... Well, I've got, so I've got a uh, major imager, which, is ha which has range, so we can pick something quite far away and I can make it look like a body move or one of the, one of the, one of the drug uh, patrons yeah. is, would have knocked that thing. So let's pick, let's pick our, pick our friend far away. Yeah. I'll throw it. And then when they turn to look that way, your illusion can be sort of like disappearing around the corner sort of thing. So exactly. Yeah. All right, let's do that. Exactly. So there'll be, so there'll be a little blur. All right, so uh, major image is like 120 feet, so you have plenty of range. Mm -hmm. uh, how the layout in my mind is, originally you came into this building and the uh, office, like the desk, the reception was at the very end. And then mm -hmm. the stairs to go to the rooms were about that. So right now the only exit that you know is all the way to to the corridor or through yeah. this space. There might be other exits, uh, but you haven't investigated the building enough. You also know that at uh, uh, in these positions of back of the building is where all the um, storage rooms were. So, and you you also notice that this space is bigger than it looks like. So mm -hmm. let's see. If you don't get loose, lost uh, in a maze, I'm joking. Um, where are you? Where do you want to project this image? So, if if you say opposite um, side of you, that would be the main door. Okay. So when I with the with the mage hand as part of the feet, I can cast it at a range of sixty feet instead of thirty feet. So I'll pick something up and I'll lob it to the left side of where... So looking, if we're sort of at the south and the door's at the north, I'm going to throw it west. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had to talk, yeah. quickly do that. In my if head, you actually. look down to the corridor, to the exit, to your left. Yeah. Yeah. Test it. So uh, I'll look at what the... At around that, that range and I'll look at one of the patrons. I'll look at somebody who's sort of... Uh, Gnome sized. Mm -hmm. yeah. If I if with it with any preference, something with a uh somebody with a flamboyant coat, I'm entirely projecting myself out here, but that's in a moment <laughs> of panic. This is how I know how to, to to act and create. So I will uh cast an illusion as as well timed as possible of uh of that patron uh sitting upright and and running uh to the west to the to the nearest door. Great. Not Great. to the exit, but to what's to what's west, like the storage area, or as far as I can imagine. So I'm going to. Do, 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 do. So, Garner uses telekinetic energy to throw away like a spoon, and when it, before it lands, the illusion of this patron of standing up appears. And you see how this group of things sort of like pay turn their attention to where the the location mm -hmm. where all this is happening. They don't move like in my mind. I don't want for this to be picture like the uh, squids from Matrix. Oh. Probably this is where we <laughs> where, where we're going, right? Uh, but they start making their way uh, there. Um. I still need 
your stealth check. But thank you for that. You can do with um, advantage. Your perception. I'm so glad I had advantage. Two. <laughs> I got a one and a twenty. I got both crits. <laughs> of a different variety. I'm gonna Something dangerous is up. coming. <laughs> Uh, I have to go uh, 19. 20 plus a 19 plus... I got 13. Uh, so... 13. So I got uh, 28 in total. Oh, 20, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, 16 for Jax's. 16. And... Um, testing? Uh, 19. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, uh, well, maybe Ebony will... Fuck it up. Who knows? I hope he puts it out. No, I'm joking. Where is my ebony? There we go. And, oh, that's a plus two. Oh, for another crit. Great. So just to let you know, the average was 20.8 just in case and my creatures <laughs> had a passive perception of 16 so they are oblivious of the situation <laughs> you stealthily made your way to the um to the end of the stairs and probably a few meters through the hole now Major image through investigation, they notice, mm -hmm. right? Because it's just yep. an illusion. That's right. So you did it to the opposite side. So now you are down the corridor, you're on the right side, image is on the left side. Mm -hmm. And I would say it's about 50 feet between like the, the width of this place. Given that some of the patrons, they just collapse where they were doing their activities, there is debris here and there. Cutterly, teacups, uh, plates, bodies, etc., uh, etc. Et so from here on, you will be rolling with um, disadvantage. Unless you find a creative way to give you advantage. These creatures have ended up examining this. They are not intelligent, so that you will just move, keep moving the patrols. Uh, they will not actively roll for perception at this point. So what's the plan? There is about 60, 70 feet left for you to reach the the main door which let's remember it was really heavy and this team is not this strength type the strong type oh yes you are well, i am you are <laughs> you or are. whoever wearing the belt is which is me yes 
the mask is a better is it is going to work better with my outfits anyways. <laughs> <laughs> now, what can we do? We just got to keep going. Let's keep. But only like for me, maybe I was going to try and Batman it across like, like awnings of the stalls and just kind of. <laughs> Pop to the next one. And that just kind of leaves you guys to deal for yourselves. <laughs> um, so, I need a stealth check again with disadvantage. I can see I can see Josh reading stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to. It's like, it's like, what can I do? What can I do? Oh, wait. I am completely spent on everything. So I've got like oh. literally nothing. If so, why only... these like. Yes. Hovering, bo- hovering balls of Medusa stuff, you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I can't change my appendages to be a... Ooh! Can I turn into one of the automatons that was attacking us? Can you? Are you asking I mean, me? They- Did they have limbs? Uh, yes, or they had things that work as limbs, yes. But everything was like they weren't like a solid body. Everything was like pieces of armor connected of covering through energy. Yeah, I'm just reading over shape change. Hang on one yes. moment. So, well, your clothes. The cl- like the clothes don't change. So I would be an automaton wearing my clothes. Okay. But... <laughs> It seems I can just change my my physical appearance as long as I don't change the basic arrangements of limbs or my size. It doesn't say anything about not being a construct because I can change race. Yeah. You can change uh, race, race. So you could turn into a automaton or into a warforge, right? Yeah. So I will say that you can have the metallic appearance of any of those... Um, type of creatures but it will you will be leaning to look like those constructs but you won't be identical as the constructs that you were fighting they have voices noises noises Noises. yeah you didn't detect any intelligence from any of the constructs that you have fought up to now okay so what I what I, pro- what I propose, team, I could turn into one of the constructs we were fighting, sneak back to the room, wave my hands as if I found something, drawing their attentions towards me, while you make a break for the exit. Then I will stealthily change into, change into ebony and slink into the shadows and follow. Why am I Nosferatu? <laughs> it's the fingers. <laughs> arg, arg. Um, why not just turn into ebony and walk out say we know went that way I don't know um oh, that's that's true I, I I thought the whole point was that we went they were they they, they thought I, we were all still upstairs and we hadn't left at all yes that's a good point um but then that requires you to sneak back are there any tablecloths or rugs or anything on the floor? 
And we could hide under the we could hide under a tablecloth. Or I could cast maybe perhaps I could cast a uh, major image again, because I could you create a volume that's a twenty foot cube, but if we were all very snug together, perhaps we could be inside the image of the mechanical and you slab. move the major image. Uh, appears in the um, spot. I can use my action to move it to new locations. And yes. I have the malleable illusion feet. So perhaps we could sort of be four adventurers yeah. in a slab coat. And <laughs> <laughs> so I think you can use the spell to create some sort of a fake... Um, image you know like in the in the cartoons where they take a picture like no 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 cartoons like in a case <laughs> movies they take a picture of the corridor and they put the picture in front of the camera so yes. okay and then you can move that and change the appearance of that and you just will be standing back which will give you definitely advantage on your style for for um side but you will still have some things on the floor to be avoided that may cause some noise and etc etc so uh, so we could we could do that the, the advantage of the disadvantage would yeah, cancel out we so we could just plan. clean rules so uh, let us yeah. sounds like our best option the magic that, of theater was that, a, was that a no on the distraction Oh, I think it's best that we all stick together. Okay, fine. Not that I wanted to have a stealthy hero moment or anything. It's fine. <laughs> I, I think I think you'll get your chance to have your hero moment. I, I don't. I don't think it's now. Also, uh, everyone points out that uh, we need someone who is able to open the door. Because look at everyone stands. Everyone is also on the back side of of this. Right. When I become Jimmy, I become very, I become a bit different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the illusion of a layer, like a picture of mm -hmm. the room, appears as a moving wall, which my heroes will use to reach the main door. I need you to make me a stealth check with advantage, but you have disadvantage, so it's a flat roll. So roll a lot of ones, please. <laughs> to 17! To 22! Two times, 22. I got one higher than last time, 14. Nice. Uh, you carefully avoid all those little things around the floor. Uh, who was the 22? I heard 22. Yeah, we know. And uh, yeah, um, both of you, as you move, there is a point where you see um, Garnot not being so aware of the surroundings. And there is a little bit like he just pulls enough a tablecloth so that things start like falling down but the two of you are just like last second just catching them up pulling back Garnock's Garnock's oblivious about the situation he's just 
<laughs> you have reached um you are probably 20 feet away from the entrance these creatures still mostly what they were so it might be more than 50 feet away from you probably at this point they are not um a menace to you i need another stealth check What happened, Jimmy? Those fingers. I rolled a 21. I'm guessing oh. nobody else rolled very well. Seven. One for a nine? Uh, a six for an eight. Oh, no. Testing. Seven. Ooh. <laughs> Gernot has Roger comes out and starts pointing out the places mostly like go here, then go there then go there and Gernot just he reaches the door and as he celebrates he just starts hearing like things falling down and not singing on the tables as we know Testy and Professor Jackson just, <laughs> something happened. You know, probably they saw something funny. What one funny situation of two patrons happening, and they just lose it. And they don't they laugh like um silently, but all this movement is just like they can hold it and they just chat, 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 chat. I think it's the way um, that Garnold gets to the door instead of like going, Whoa! Oh, he's like, proper combat roll, pirouette, combat roll, pirouette, <laughs> backwards flash, jump thing, and gets there and like, aha! <laughs> Roger just takes a 10 sign, tens on the board. Um, I need to make some perception checks. Oof. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, unfortunately, my average was higher than your average. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. The, these creatures coming quickly. Your illusion stills there, tested, which means that they haven't seen you, or they are approaching fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. If they get really close they will notice that it's just a fake photograph um there will be no need sort of an investigation check in this last second what's your plan to get out of here uh, emergency procedures i have an emergency contingency uh, uh should do, i do it do these creatures have eyes no oh twat Damn it. <laughs> they actually have blind size 60 feet. That does not help. <laughs> I'm glad I, I asked. Run? Let's run for it. Run. I mean, run. run. <laughs> Wait, Testy is quite small. I picked Testy up. I'll run. <laughs> yeah, Jax is like runs, but like 
bumps and clashes into every single thing on the way out. Like just knocking over all of the china, the pots and pans on the tables. <laughs> so, um, you are all in front of the door. You just um, power through this last 30 feet. You are in front of the door. These creatures might be 15, 20 feet away from you. I just Winner. imagine I just imagine that Garnot lands and is like, ha ha, Roger with the 10. Everybody else just charges towards him, piles into him, and we all just burst out the door. Uh. <laughs> in a heap. <laughs> if anybody if, if, if that's right. <laughs> I just think that'd be hilarious. Uh I will have a um may everybody mm-hmm. a, a athletics check to use the inertia of the moment as you said just to power through so 15 for jaxis which is damn impressive with a minus two 20 uh i am i have no purchase i'm (laughs) i'm in jimmy's arms over 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 my shoulder over your shoulder so two (laughs) 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 but i can't imagine that i'm doing doing anything here 21 Okay, um, it is enough to do that. So, as Garnet is uh, slammed against the door firstly, and then with every single other uh, Professor Jackson's uh, window and Tess's push pushes, uh, the door opens. But I'm gonna make some roll attacks here. We are not in combat. Is just to see if they manage to attach to you. Did I say attach? I did. Sorry. Um, it, uh, like emotionally? Romantically? <laughs> 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 I like that. You know what? No roll attacks. No. Okay. <laughs> RP. Um, uh, da, 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 da. So they are, there will be one attack to each of you. I'm going to start. As I see you in my screen, mm-hmm. Professor Jaxis. 23. 20, yeah, that certainly will hit. Uh, Teste, 11. Uh, it matches, so it hits. A winnow, 18. Hits? Is it a missile? No, it's an attack. <laughs> it's not a racist thing. Okay. Uh, Garnet, 19. Oh, bugger. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I apologize, but I'm also. Yes. Uh, Ebony has a 16. Oh, 19. As they uh, go through the illusion, you see them just attach to you. I mean, you roll through the door. And when you, and you feel like it's like a stink in your bodies, and as you stand up, you see, you tell me where it attached to you, like a little uh, mechanical medusa attached to your body. You all take. Beep, 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 beep. 
four points of piercing damage. Mm. What what were those noises? <laughs> and you below you fifty percent. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, oh. <laughs> Ebony has like a his four is black, but if he had skin instead, he will be a little bit pale, as in oh, we fucked it up. And I think this is a good place to finish the first half. Oh, <laughs> no. Today. We're going to get beaten up by tentacle yeah. robot things. <laughs> uh, we'll see you in a couple of minutes. And uh, yeah, see you soon. And we are back. In the first half, uh, we tried to stealthy get away from here because Ebony says that Alabaster, someone that we haven't met yet, but that we saw what they were capable of during the weird hallucination that we had, or dream. Um, as we almost left the building, stealthily unperceived by these mechanical medusas, we were caught. And everybody were cut, including Ebony. What's going to happen is to see. So let's go back to the adventure as everybody stands up. And they realize there is a mechanical medusa attached to somewhere in their bodies. The night is slightly chilly. We're about like hour and hour and a half before the dawn. So it's when it's the darkest. There is no much noise around. Maybe a couple of insects here and there. The sky is clear. You can see the stars. Probably it's a waxing moon. Over to you. Uh, rushed the door. <laughs> oh wait, disengage first because something hit me. <laughs> you take off the thing. <laughs> yeah, first thing I try to pull the pull the Medusa off. So it's. I need you to make a um a grapple contest. So this is going to be a strength check. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. What do you mean? Athletics? Oh, word in his word because it should be a contested, but it actually tells me for a safe throw. So straight, a strength saving throw, 15. Right. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, shall, I shall also try. A 24 do it. You just rip it away. Um, <laughs> as you pull this thing out of your body, two things happened. The first one is that 
you sort of noticed that it was the whole, it was, how, how to explain that his whole sort of uh, objective was to get attached to you. And once he's not attached anymore, it lose, loses every uh, movement. You can interpret that tight. So now it's just pieces of metal in your hands. Um, the rest of you see this. And the second thing that happened is there is a faint trail of light between the creature that is attached to you and somewhere. And you can see like a little uh, energy thread that just extends to somewhere, let's say to the south, just to have a sort of a notion of uh, direction. Ebony, I didn't roll for Ebony. Let's try and say mm. eight. So the rest of you are still struggling with this thing. You're not gonna take damage, but we'll see what the consequences are of this. Ebony says we have no time. We really need to get going and he starts running opposite direction so to the north into the woods we want run can i try and help by yanking them out of yes so uh, my, which one are you gonna help? Mm -hmm. i didn't hear what you said i was too busy making hand motions <laughs> uh, which one are you going to help uh well i was carrying testimonial so Testy will be the closest. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> Or you get the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to roll for? Yes, please. Uh, athletics or strength again? Strength, yeah. Strength. Is that saving or just strength? Uh, uh, saving, please. Saving. Okay, that is nineteen. So you detach this other one. Oh. It sort of <clears throat> stops moving, and the trail stops as well disappears what is everybody else doing everyone is rather running <laughs> I, I rolled a free so i don't think i'm going anywhere right now <laughs> i'm gonna help jaxus up and be like come on well we need to we need to keep up with the others come on let's go but do, do you need me to help carry you or anything are you all right just free me and i can run Right, okay. Uh, I'll attempt to help rip the one off of Jax's. Give me that roll. Strength save. Ooh, that's a dirty 20. Ooh. Nice. You just detach it. Uh, Gernot, did you, did you detach the first time? The first round no, of rolls? I rolled so an 8 still. on the first one. So I'm, yeah. I'm still, I, I've still got an attachment. So everybody can see how there is still two threads of this energy still moving from Garnot's uh, creature and from Ebony's voice. Now 30 feet away from you. I have very quick, I'm, I have 45 foot walking speed as a base. Can I try and catch up to Ebony and wrench out there? Yes. So uh, as he's running, I would say that's going to be like with a disadvantage. It's just like... He's panicking, 
and of course in the movement so yeah rolling with disadvantage okay 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 so i got a 16 and a 14 on the dice and it's plus eight so i didn't get below a 20. he doesn't notice that you <laughs> pulled this thing he's just running away garnet i know you are a sweetheart and you're always trying to help people but at this point you the fine thread of energy intensifies gets a little bit thicker and you see something that could we're gonna say the magic version of a torchlight kind of thing a couple of let's say a mile away away to the south and make me a insight check Sight. Yeah, insight. Insight. I can't even see. Oh, dirty 20 again. <laughs> nice. Unfortunately, you know that this means bad news. And everyone just sort of looks back to the sky. He will run even faster. So I'm the only one that's got an attachment on now? Yes. And we know is now with are you still following um Ebony? I am but if I look back and see that Garnot is still encumbered, I would like to try and help. Assuming <laughs> that I'm the only the I'm the only strong person in this party. I'm the only one that can get it out apparently. <laughs> I love it. So you will go back to the others. Yeah. And give me that roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is a 26. You just detach this thing. And Ebony is now 60 feet away into the woods. But thanks for that, Winnow. I could have made it a lot easier by coming to you, so you didn't have to come all the way back here. <laughs> but I was a bit flabbergasted by the fact that this thing's still attached to me. Plus, Jaxus hasn't started moving yet. I'm trying to trying to get them to get up. Come on, let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've got it, and I'm just fling Jaxus over my shoulder as I do. Jaxus and testimonial will run. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, I feel quite weightless. <laughs> All right, let's go. So Garnet is carrying Jaxus. No, Winnow's carrying Jaxus and testimonial. What is I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. It actually makes sense. Um, I'm, I'm just like leaning over going, the stride is very smooth. Like, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Jackson and Tristan having something. Roger's sitting on the on testimonials head, pouring some tea, <laughs> and then walks over to, uh, runs onto Winnow's shoulders and onto Jackson's and pours Jackson some tea and then sort of sits on Winnow's shoulders while Garnot's <laughs> running behind. So I love that image of everything that happening. <laughs> and we know just like, hop on as well. <laughs> but I love that all of this is uh, Jimmy the Fingers. It's all Jimmy the Fingers. How, how, how flourish this image is. It's a flourish. There's a hair flip. You can see some sparkles in there somehow. <laughs> a tasty casting uh, precipitation upon this. Oh, absolutely. Nice moment that deserves a highlight 
So we're looking at at the back. Do we see anything that's ah interesting coming? Because I mean, we are facing back and we're chasing after everybody. So sort of <laughs> okay, <line>. okay. <laughs> so you have no idea which way are you going to, but you know we're the back. <laughs> yes, um, Jimmy's driving. That's okay. <laughs> Professor Jackson or and testimony, you can maybe perception check. Okay. Ooh. Uh, oh, there's a penalty on my perception. Uh, 15. Yeah, 15 too. My passive is 18, if I <laughs> I'm going to take the 15s now. And um, you see this sort of flare reaching the peak point, starting to go down and just staying in the sky for a while. But you do nothing, nothing else as you start running into the woods. And now the woods are going to be a little bit of, at some point, these will get thicker, like the canopy will get thicker and you will stop seeing the moon and the flare. And as you keep running, you, you, you all got, got catch up with Ebony, who says, um, I don't know this place. Do you? Does anybody of you has like a, idea where we go as he just keeps running have i been getting any headaches since no outside but you feel familiar like if in the dream what was something sort of blurring your senses while in here you feel fully aware of the uh how to describe the um the funny stuff that the Fey Wall do to you, in the sense of making you, uh, putting you traps or like making you go in, in, in circles. Uh, Garnet and we know you, you, you are for like in full control of where to go here. But maybe we know we'll have a little bit of uh, um, penalty on perception, given that he's just like running with these people. <laughs> but if Garnot is leaving, it's absolutely fine. Um, well, yeah. I think if we go this way, we'll get ourselves lost. Now, when I say get ourselves lost, that's generally what I do to get to places. So um, <laughs> that means it's going the right way. Because, you know, you never get lost. You always turn up where you need to be at the right time. And I point in the direction that I think we need to go. You 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 point to one direction, but you run to the other direction, which is where, but it's still like... Uh, Roger is having something. He just roll its eyes. He's just like, and here we go. <laughs> Actually, take some map. Like, oh yeah, we're in the right direction. We're in the right direction. <laughs> the, map, the map is conveniently ripped into four pieces, so that it can be moved around just in case. And <laughs> um, so we've been here a couple of times. Um, I would say, you know, because. As I imagine, this building was at the south of the forest. And you need to cross all the forest to get through and then make your way to Baldur's Gate. So it's a long way, but you feel you're confident that you can get to the clearing where the cross path to the Feywell was if you uh, decide to do so because obviously that would be like a clearing 
some familiar place that you know, mm-hmm. and much closer than the opposite side of the forest. Um, Professor Jaxus, with your passive perception, you notice that the canopies of certain trees move as if the base of the the tree were hit by something and you can trail the movement of something that is coming to you but at this point you can see uh, uh we well, no, i think <coughs> i think we've been followed by something um one one second and i'm going to try up look up into the tree line um, and then I'm Just going to tilt you guys to the <laughs> wrong direction. <laughs> Can I try cast entangle and create like difficult terrain and stuff to just like wrap around the, whatever's following us and even just like grab it by the ankle and stop it from? I do love that idea. No, give me a second. Hey. Yeah. Need to make a strength saving throw, or they'll be um, restrained by entangling entangling plants. Okay, I roll a seventeen. Meets it, beats it. Um, but you see that that action slows stopping for a second, give you more space, like some more space between you. And the creature, but the creature is still going on. Uh, Tester, make me a perception check. A perception check coming up. That's a 10. Okay, uh, you're enjo- enjoying the ride. <laughs> yes, I was just like, <laughs> but you so see that Professor Jackson <laughs> did something kind of thing, like, oh, there's something. His expertise is wonderful to behold. Like, I, just, I, just, I trust, <laughs> trusted the experts. Garnet, maybe a survival check. Let's see how lost. Wait, 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 wait. Before you roll, I'm going to ask to the table. The higher the roll, the more lost you get, right? The lower the roll, because you get lost, you will get to the point, right? On the logic that Garnot gets to the places by getting lost. Because if he rolls a natural 20, it means he goes in the right way, which is not the right way. So we want a natural one here. Josh. I rolled an 18. So Garnet is like, yeah, it's this way. And that's not the way to go. And you, you see um, little Roger just like, but like, I thought that was the other way. Anyways, um, you keep running. And if somebody would see this from the high perspective, instead of running away from the creature, you're so, sort of doing like a U-turn that nobody notices. Um, <laughs> now, uh, Testy and Professor Jaxis, 
you are you are the only ones that notice that you're going in the wrong direction because you can say or not the wrong direction but you can see that instead of running away from the creature you are getting a little bit closer what are you gonna do uh, <laughs> 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 left, turn left, go back the other way. <laughs> uh, but, but wait, we're backwards. Other left. Stage <laughs> left. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm, so, I'm so confused. I thought we were going the right way. It's <laughs> a testimonial. It's a testimonial. <laughs> testimonial. Well, do I have to do an intelligence check just to follow your damn directions? <laughs> Very close. No. I think. I need also a Jaxis and Teste performance check. Excellent. <laughs> every every time they tell every time they tell you to go a different way, you're swinging them around, and I'm having to duck to avoid getting hit by one of them. Dirty <laughs> <laughs> twenty. Uh, Sixteen. They perfectly give directions to you. Very complicated. Very very complicated because both of them are like uh, scholars kind of thing. So. What well, they do? What was your role, Winnow? Oh. Uh, I will give you advantage because they did really nice in their ex explanation. Same again, but I have inspiration, so oh, yes. Fuck yeah! Uh, so that's nineteen minus one for an eighteen. <laughs> I love the minus <laughs> one. Um, it took you a while because you need to process every single line that they have explained to you. So it's like, okay, okay, this. And then actually, at some point, they use double uh, negatives. So it's like, okay, wait, how many negatives? <laughs> this way. <laughs> yes. You keep running. Uh, Professor Jax is testing. You notice how now you are, you don't know where you're going, but you're going afar from this creature. Okay. But at this point, might be, you know, like uh, tiptoeing you. I'm going to say they, uh, oof. Jesus. They have blind sight 120 feet. So they know where you are, but they might be between 50 and 40 feet away from you. At this point, you hear some sort of seizing, a mechanical hissing, like if a sort of mechanical serpent is following you. And I... So we could hear this clearly. Yes. So, uh, so I use comprehend languages. Jesus to, Christ! Yes, to okay, describe insight. So it's like, yeah, they may they may have overprojected it. I can pick so, up. So, um, bad news. This creature doesn't speak any language, but mm -hmm. I will give you that. Let's say. In this universe, the real universe, uh, mm -hmm. dogs bark, right? And if you if you hear a bark somewhere else in the universe, you would say, "Oh, that's a dog," right? Mm -hmm. If you know that the sound of this creature comes from another plane of existence, and would be from uh, the far realm. Obviously, this is not um, the language from like uh, uh, aberrations, 
But if a Varential had some sort of animal speaking, you will uh, hear this. So you'll immediately connect the point with what have you seen? You've been followed by another aberration. And that's as much as you get. Um, of course, uh, with an easy inside check into those little noises, the creature is uh, angry and mm -hmm. is looking after you. But there is no elements of language from okay. this. Garnot. Oh, sorry. Test it, test it, test it, test it, test it. Well, I was just going to, like, share the information with, with everybody. I've seen a It's I speak these speech. It sounds like a play I've heard. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to make sense of this. I just communicate that <laughs> something's angry, must go faster, is the... Is the is the is the gist of what <laughs> is the gist of what I'm saying? Garnot, give me that natural one. We need it. <laughs> oh yes, it's on D and D Beyond. Natural one for two. <laughs> As Garnot let go of, of any um, rational thought, and is just driven by instinct and this sort of calling from nature that he's having from the dream and just right now in the uh, in the in this forest you find yourself in the actually i forgot to ask you're taking us to the clearing right whatever way leads us towards yeah. um boulders gate and safety so this clearing is on the way to the opposite side. You get to the clearing where you jump into this water pool and ended up in the Fey Dark. At this point, mechanically, this is a nice place to have an encounter because obviously you can see the creature, the creature can, I mean, I'm not saying let's roll for initiative, but this is um, strategically a good point to stop and let the creature come to you or just keep running. Oh, a good ambush point. So. <laughs> Do you think am I that kind of the end? <laughs> um, answer play. Um, as you get to the middle of this clearing, let's say it's a circle. In the middle, there's nothing. And the water pool is some sort of like on the left side corner of this um, circle. Circles doesn't have corner, but you know what I mean, right? <laughs> um, you hear this loud sissing, and you see something that I would describe as a mechanical serpent, mechanical snake. Um, it is gargantuan size, which is really big. And it presents itself just as the other constructs. Pieces of armor, powered or fueled by energy. And where you see this some sort of uh, head, snake head, it seizes at you and then it opens in four 
And at this point, I need you to roll for initiative. But we are not in combat. Okay. It's just to make sure that we have a logic um, sequence of movements. So give me a second. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me a second. Garnot. I rolled an eight. Eight. We know. Sorry, I didn't hear. Fifteen. Fifteen. Professor Jack says. Ten. Ten. And last but not least, Teste. Might be last. <laughs> uh, seven. <laughs> okay. So let me also roll for this little creature. Oh, who has a minus two for a 13. Going after. Do, 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 do. Professor Jackson, you got 13 as well. Just a 10. Just a 10. Okay. We know you are the fastest to act. However, you are carrying this too. And this thing is menacing. You can keep going. You can fight it. You can jump into the whirlpool. There is options here. Talking is a free action. So Indeed it is. <laughs> Team, what's the play? I Do we actually want to fight this thing? And take our chances in the woods? Um, I've got nothing left. Testimonial? Distraction, distraction, whatever this wand of wonder can do. <laughs> and we should be elsewhere. Are not any but, insight? Uh, jump in the whirlpool, maybe? It's the thing that we're closest to. It might take us to the fey dark or fey wild but i am not going face to face with gorgonor again that's a very good point um i go with testy distraction okay uh Everyone i is. guess i will can i uh can i hold an action to dash until testy does something yes Next one is um, the creature. I should have taken dodge. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> the creature will cast, well, use its acid breath upon, wait a minute. Um, yes, all of you. Could you please make me a dexterity saving throw 18? Oh no, my dexterity is bad, but. Oh, oh sh. You're going to muff the 17. Oh, 16. 26. <laughs> 8. Oh, wait, I'm still being carried by Winnow. Does that help me? <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I feel like I I feel like I'm gonna regret this in a second because 
we know has made it safe and also has evasion. Do you have evasion? No, but uh, well, you can have evasion with your key points, don't you? I think, or like, I think you get it naturally. Yeah, I don't even need to spend key points on it. For earlier, and I couldn't see it. Give me a second. I think you do have like... evasion. <laughs> I, ah, dyslexia. It's a bitch. Oh, but this is a this is a good moment to use it. So. I will allow to share the role from Winnow to the other two. But the other two don't have evasion, right? So I think that's a good trade-off. Yeah, okay. give us a pass. Are you okay I'll with my take it. <laughs> Okay. So Winnow, um, it, I love you and I love Winnow, but this is very annoying. I want... <laughs> Mugs need some reworking. Thank you very much. Um, Garnot, did you make it? Oh no, I rolled a 17. 17. I'm 17. not being carried either. No, but Roger I said 17. I said 17. Roger oh, I said I? 17. No, you said 18. Roger disappears inside of um, Winnow's uh, monk robes and sort of sits on the shoulder yes. to get away from no, it. No, Roger was harmed in the filming of this campaign. Uh, and Ebony, I think Ebony is like not good at this with a four so we know good job and you all okay so here we go if you make the save you take half damage if not you take 14 points of acid damage good i will so all you me you take no damage how many know. Describe me the situation where you nimbly missed all of this, but you know, there is some collateral damage to uh, Professor Jackson's intestine. I think, uh, in the process of my normal uh, evasion dodging that looks kind of matrixy, I forget I'm carrying two sacks on my shoulder basically <laughs> and accidentally use them as flesh shields for a moment and they just kind of get it in the face as i whip around <laughs> yes 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 um great uh garnot ebony they also take some damage did you took full damage garnot yeah so uh, 14 in total okay, was it yeah. yeah try to block it with my shield with my shield but um it pours over the shield and catches me. Uh, this creature, with her, the all um, gargantuan size um, of the body, instead of moving towards you, starts putting the rest of the body sort of like trying to surround you. But it's still like, let's say, just less than half a circle of what the clear, uh, clearance space is. Next one is... Professor Jaxis, you had a little bit of, you know, like, acid damage into you. Don't worry, your nails still absolutely intact. Yes. I mean, the fact that I've probably got barely any clothes left on me now. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there anything I can do? 
I'm not mean enough to change Jaxus's model again, so he's just wearing a loincloth. Am I that evil? Table club, yes. Oh, did it? It has blind sight, as far as we're aware. So, um, I could try and tangle again. Give you that information. Sorry? Try and tangle again. That's literally all I've got left. Go for it. A strength saving throw, please. See if we can trap it and great escape. I'm sorry, Rona. 22. I roll for this. No! It is not trapped. Next one is Garnet. You, um, talking is a free action. We know. Did you? What was the general consensus? Like we're gonna try to do something and then keep running. So I know you're holding your your dash. So everybody's aware that once Testy acts, we know we'll still run it. Yeah. Uh, so for my bonus action, I'm just gonna look to. I'm gonna look to win. I'm gonna go. Oh, we need to get out of here as quickly as we can. Come on, let's get a move on. And I'm using my gate, uh, Fey Gift, Fey Gift Passage. You and the creature, you help each increase your walking speed by 10 feet till the start of your next turn. That's my last use of that. So, and I'll be like, let's go. And then I'm going to hold my action to dash once um, Testimonial has provided a distraction. Nice, nice. Beautifully orchestrated. Finally, tested. Everybody's here just looking at you. No pressure. Uh, this is <laughs> no Thanks, all of our problems. <laughs> it's all <laughs> all right. So I will uh, draw out the the wand of wonder, and I dreamed that this could do great things because that's the last time I used it was in the dream. So this is the first real world uh, use of it, and I pointed at. The beast and imagine if he cast our survival is based on a dice roll. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> so excellent. I've cast uh I've cast gust of wind. Oh okay. Uh hopefully that is sufficient uh. to do something, but it's gargantuan, so I don't know. Let me uh, see. There is see. no such thing as a restriction on size as I can no. quickly read. So it's a strength it's a it's a strength saving throw. Okay. Um no. It, uh, where do what is strength? I can see the strength. Okay, so the... oh it's in the in the first paragraph. So line of strong wind, each creature starts to turn the line of succeeding strength saving throw or be pushed fifteen feet away from you in a direction following the line. So I've set Oh yes. What's your DC? Uh, DC is 14. I have half a mind to try to push it into the, into the whirlpool. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I'm all surrounded, so I would have just, like, we want to go huh. there, <laughs> and I want to, like, flush it. <laughs> That's such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope this works for you. <laughs> 13. 
So describe me how you cast Cost of Wind. Uh, so I have, I have, the, I have the wand, the orbs around the wand start spinning independently, like orbs. I trace, uh, I trace basically a calligraphy, uh, glyph for wind because that's the, that's the expertise and cast feathers in the direction of, of the snake. And I, what? What I hope, what I hope happens, is that it catches the underside of the metal plates and use that's just enough purchase on the plates to push it towards, push it towards the whirlpool because it's it's like reticulated, it's made of like little disjointed pieces, so they're all acting like sails, pushing it. Beautiful. As this wind comes, um, answering the calling of testimonials. Um, magical script on the air the creature one part of the creature is pushed enough close to just touch a little bit of the waterfall and you see as if like somebody were like flushing the creature into the whirlpool yeah. but this thing is really big this is gonna take a while i mean probably there will be some uh strength saving trouble on on the part of the creature but this creature is it's weird because most of the body is here, but it's also there, and things are weird in the Feywild. So there is like disconnect. If the creature it looks occupied, <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, between the I don't know what the hell is going on, and some sort of magical energy pulling it through, this is your chance to keep running. I'd like to point out, with the additional 10 feet, I can now dash 110 feet in six seconds. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> having said that, uh, Garnot and Ebony start just uh, are having difficulties to keep pace with you, we know. Oh, I'd like to do something you can different do... if that's all right. Circles with around my... them and then keep running. With with my held dash action, um, did you say this creature is just touching the water? Uh, no, now it's uh, in both sides of the of the portal, but just the slightly touch of it activated the, or triggered the effect of pulling it through. Okay, so I'm just going to look to Winner and go get the get the hell out of here. And my dash action is going to be to step into the gust of wind and propel myself into the creature to try and knock it further into the pool with my shield in hand. Why does Fast he always special. do this? <laughs> fastball special. Fastball special. Yeah. Um, it's the okay. Garnard fastball. Let's make a contest here. Well, uh, is your feature... And the role for your future requires an attack, or is in a ability check? Oh, I'm just using because I because I used used my held action to dash. I'm literally just hoping my body slams into it and pushes it okay. because of the force, the gust. So I'm gonna say that in here is how fast can you run? 
which is dexterity. Yep. So make me a acrobatics check. Would it be with advantage because of the gust of wind? Because I'm using that as a propellant? Sounds sounds that? good to me. Uh-huh. Sounds good to me. Well, that was a natural one and a six for a 14. Roger, in a very dramatic, in a very cinematic, dramatic way. He's like, no. Well, well, still on we know. As you just hit a wall. No. Um, You hit the wall, but this creature is still moving. So you... um, Spin in the ground, you are, I would say, out of the reach of the creature, but you are being left behind by the others. At this point, it's you, Ebony, a few steps uh, away from you, and then we know, and the rest, several feel away from this situation. But there is something funny. There, you catch for a moment, just, just for a moment, the smell of apple turnovers. I want to go that way. (laughs) (laughs) We know. Um, I think the plan is still running, but Garland's been left behind. Probably you don't care much about Ebony, but he's fine running. And what are you going to do? I think if Garnot is significantly behind, I'm going to say to Professor and Testy, let's set you guys down. Are you happy to run for a bit? Absolutely. <laughs> I can certainly try. <laughs> and I'm going to run back for, for Garnot in case help is needed. <laughs> With that much movement, you pass Ebony, you reach current. I would say, because you need to action dash, you have just the bonus action at this point. One second. One second. I can use a key point to make dashing a bonus action. Mm, you have your action. I don't know why that was so sassy. I, I, I don't. <laughs> Jimmy. Fine. Because it is Jimmy. It's, yeah, it's Jimmy. 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 Jimmy is all Jimmy sass. is channeling through you. Yes. Um, you bonus action dash and use your movement. You reach um, Garnet with the full potential of an action. Okay. Garnot, what am I seeing? Uh, I'm probably like slammed into this creature and I'm stood at the edge of the lake as it's being pushed in and I've just got my sword out and I just look back to you and go, what bloody hell are you doing here? Get out of here. They're after you. They don't want me. I can stop them for a little while at least. Go. Oh, damn it. You're going to make me save you again, aren't you? No, just, just go. You got... You got. Hang on, my voice has gone completely there. You've got Roger on you. Just get get out of here, all right? He's the one that needs saving, not me, all right? I'll be right behind you. I promise. 
One moment. Staring um, at the creature. I'm going to do an attack on the creature, trying to push it a little further in, but doing a stunning strike. Mm. Wait, will stunning work on it? I'll try it. I'll try anything. That's fine. Okay. So. Please. So roll your attack. (laughs) Just in in the back, um, Professor will look at testimonial and be like, do we go back and help them push it in? <laughs> Hold the gas. We, we've started it. <laughs> right. See how... Give me your hand. <laughs> and let's go. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Shove this thing away. So the first hit was a 19 plus... What are my hits now? Uh... So instead of my tattoo, I now have a plus two weapony thing. You said yes. So that is uh, twenty-two to 22. hit. Yes. Um. So that is four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's eleven damage in there. And can it make a strength save? Strength save. Twenty-one. Oh fuck! Yeah. Ooh. It's not stunned. May as well... All I can do now is hit it again and kind of be there with Garnot to try and catch them with a reaction if I can. It's okay, the saviors are coming. Who trust uh, the apples! <laughs> <laughs> just remember, there's something bigger coming. This is just one of the minions. And you're not going to face it alone. No, I'm planning to get the fuck out of here once this thing's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's 26 to hit on the second one. It's For, uh, uh, that was 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 more points of damage. It's... I'm missing my extra d6 from my, from my tattoo. I'll get something else, it's fine. Also, like, this thing has a lot of hit points, so... It does. I'm hoping, to, <laughs> I'm hoping that hits will kind of do it in such a way that it'll put it a bit further into the hole, get it to flush faster. Strategy now. Some scales from the physical body start like popping up, but there are several other scales. Now, the wind blows this creature to one direction. And from that similar direction, which is south, let's say, um, Garnet and Winnow, you hear something. You hear like a like the sound of an arrow, like a pro- projectile beam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now the big reveal. No, okay. Um, you will. Do, 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 do. We know. Does a sixteen? Hits you. No, it does not. But I could choose. Could I choose to let it hit me? I will allow that. Specifically, so I can see if I can catch it and throw it back. Yes. So I need to roll the damage, right? Yes. Eight points of piercing damage. 
Yeah, that I reduce it to zero and I can throw it back. <laughs> What's the mechanic? It just hits automatically or do you need to roll the attack? So I would have needed to roll to reduce it the damage and if it was zero I would throw it back. But I would reduce the damage by a D ten plus thirteen. So <laughs> what a joke. Um but but now that you have the chance to fire it back, is there a, an attack roll to be done here? Or it just Yes. It's yeah. like I'm doing it as a thrown monk weapon. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, uh so not quite a crit, unfortunately, but nineteen plus uh eight. So seven. So I'm gonna describe the other creature. Well I have described Alabaster at this point. You can see this large creature almost it looks like a um creature made of marble. Perfect skin, really tall, um sort of giant like creature like you know that there is some uh you did use that there is some um herring touch of giant blood in this creature just looking directly to you through the forest with a hand extended after throwing you a javelin it's a large javelin it's like a giant size so like for a large creature a large javelin and i will let you to describe me what happens here uh, almost like I'm facing the other way, but almost with a sixth sense, I realize just turn back at the last moment, beard rippling, kind of grab it and kind of do a swing round, have it back, like, keeping the momentum going the entire way. I duck as it, as it comes round. <laughs> I expect you to duck, otherwise, it would have taken your head off. Oh, yes, the javelin flies upon the air. And the javelin hits Alabaster. Alabaster is hit on the shoulder. You can see how if you were hitting a um, statue, a piece of rock is uh, shattered out. It's in shock for a moment like, wait a minute, I, I am the one making the attack. What am I, the one receiving the damage, looks at you, gives you the look, and continue uh, running towards you now. I lost track of initiative. We just mm -hmm. had your turn. So next one is the creature. So the big gargantuan thing that is still being sucked upon. Yeah. And the wind is still blowing. Yes. So there's another strength check. So I oh another way another what yeah. strength sixteen. Ah, that beats. That passes. So uh, I think at this point the wind is the thing that is keeping it in place, mm -hmm. not uh, it, uh, not letting it get it out immediately uh, completely. I would say okay. at this point the coverage of this creature is not gargantuan; it's just large. So you can see the head and the tail is the only thing that are still outside. Some tentacles here and there, but most of the body is um, inside the portal that takes us to the Fey One. Now, they will still have to make an attack. 
But first of all, let's see if they recover the... <gasps> they do. They recover. You see how they collect some energy in what is like the troll or really close to the mouth. And we'll use again the acid. We know. Garnet, could you please make me a dexterity saving troll 18? I, I missed all the. Yeah. 23. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, Garnet? 14. <laughs> we know. The fingers flourish in the air and you manage just to land three point superhero pose just to find out that next to you Garnet has received some damage is is evasion a reaction i would think it's a reaction i'm looking is through it not? oh my god for that <laughs> and i think they got uh nothing is a reaction but they just got the turn so they recovered there oh, okay oh good not a reaction. I just get it if I make a dex save. Oh, good. Yes. Yes. I need that. <laughs> oh, a lot of ones. Good. Given that this thing cannot really uh, move the head as they used to, because all the body is inside, you just take five points of damage. Which I am disappointed. I'm not. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> And let me give me a second. So that would be the full turn of this thing. Next on is Professor Jackson. He shouts, shakes his head, and says, Oh, I don't. Oh, right. And then he runs over and he shouts in a, the more, a more serious voice than you've ever heard him sound ever. Um, both of you, run away as soon as possible and get out of the way. Um, and he goes and stands right up in front of the creature, this uh, mechanical creature, and this, like, blue glowing spell begins to build in his hands. I don't want to hurt anybody, so actually, we know you're probably fine. Um, anyway, let me focus. Um and starts focusing on this spell as it builds and builds and builds in his hands and you can see like lightning and stuff beginning to crackle inside of the spell. And I will hold that until um, Garnet <laughs> and the condition would be Garnet and Winnow not being in range. So intrigued now. Okay. Um, next one is Garnet. I'm going to turn to Winnow. <laughs> Right, we need to get out of here, right? But you need to trust me, okay? I've been a terrible bodyguard since I started my career. Let me bodyguard now. I'll be at the back. I'm the slowest. Pick up Testy. Get out of here. I'll defend the rear, but I will follow, all right? Oh, you're going to throw yourself into that portal. No, I'm not. <laughs> if it takes it down, you're throwing yourself into the portal. I've seen you do this. I have done it before, but we've got another thing coming towards us. And if Jaxus is going to attack this snake thing, I'm going to. I can't gonna... hold it for much longer. 
I'm going to try and block him, but I will follow you, I promise, all right? I ain't going to throw myself into any danger unless I can guarantee it's going to save you. Get out of here. Come on. Can I insight check you? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Okay. Seven. I mean, he's being truthful. And now I'm going to move out of, away from the snake and so that Jaxus can do and I'm going to stand in the path of this creature that's running, this big thing running towards us. Alabaster, did you say his name was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to stand in its way, but I've got one, I've, I'm sort of turned in a way that as soon as um, people start running, I'm going to move as well. So I'm going to hold my action to dash in the direction of Winnow. The, in the direction that we know goes, but Absolutely. protecting the rear, as it were. Thank you. Next one is testing. I look at Professor Jackson to like take a step to the side <laughs> from this big blowing <laughs> ball. Um, I would. To do, let's see, I won't take another chance on the wand. Um, We don't have to go very far. So I'll I'll fire an acid arrow. Okay, also I give you that um, when uh, dust of wind is concentration, but you can assume that you can drop it as most of the creature is now in so if you let it go inevitably the creature will um completely be absorbed by the portal if that's uh some information useful for you oh that is useful for me yeah okay so i could yeah estimate sure with that sort of calculation uh in my uh running through um it's all it's mostly in there something big is going to happen so yes i will uh uh yeah i'll use it i'll i'll fire the yeah i'll drop the wind and fire the acid arrow to the snake to the snake or to alabaster oh uh the snake is the snake is there being handled alabaster is vastly it's probably from 15 feet in front of garden Oh, much closer than I thought. Much closer than I thought it was. No, then, uh, then we're running into danger. So I'll, I'll move towards the next danger. So, acid arrow at alabaster. After all that ponderation and calculation, uh, a fifteen on the attack roll. Hits. Okay. So this is a just cast as a level uh, level two spell for seven points of damage. Seven. Uh, you see, they they receive damage, but they don't pay much attention to it. As you see, how the rock it just stains rather than okay. take some damage. Like, they have resistance to acid, unfortunately. Ah. But good move. Anything else? Uh, I will start. I'll run towards uh, Alabaster. But away from the away from the snake. <laughs> Ebony, the sp- 
Yeah, sorry. Anything else? And, and that big glow glowing ball that <laughs> Jax has got working out. You, Professor Jax is testing. You can see how Ebony also passes you back without. He's not that great warrior. He was just spies, like sent to retrieve Wino. And I was just like, why am I doing this? <laughs> but still, they have some nice um, abilities there. As you remember, they can paralyze things. So they get really close and they sort of challenge for the first time Alabaster. And I will let Alabaster make a wisdom saving throw. And you can see how um, Ebony projects his presence upon Alabaster. And last time you saw that the creature that received the energy got paralyzed. But this time, Alabaster just sort of keeps running. Nothing took place or effect. At this point, Alabaster is in front of you, Carmen. And they will slam mm -hmm. you with a short sword. Or a 10 to hit. Off that. No, I block that with my shield. <laughs> nice. And then they take from the back a morning star. Humongous morning star. Jesus Christ, that thing's the size of my or, torso. Uh, 18. Meets it, beats it. Everybody just see this. It, it's a large creature, so it takes a while to go all the way up. And it will just swing at Garnet. Garnet, at this point, you have a revelation. More of a revelation, a flashback. Tell me Is about it my life. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about those Apple turnovers. So the uh, the smell enters Garnet's uh, sinuses again. And he's drawn back to a day as a child in Waterdeep, in a bakery. His mum is behind a counter uh, in what would be a kitchen area, his adopted mother. Uh, she's uh, human with um, long brown hair and she's got an apron on and she's covered in all of this sort of pastry dough and all of that sort of stuff. And Garnot, little little red hog, little red hobgoblins, sort of sitting there at the table waiting to be fed. And across from him is um, an, another humanoid boy, probably a few years older than him, with some red scales going down the side of his face. And he's looking very sickly, uh, like he's he's really, really a really pasty, sort of like almost jaundiced skin. Uh, and they're both enjoying um, apple turnovers together. And it's probably the first time that Garnot sees his adopted brother smile when Garnot gives him a piece of his apple turnover. Probably the memory that he has. As you have this, you remember something else. You remember having this, uh, this sort of a scene has happened before, you know, like this familiarity of sort of comple complicity and support from a sibling. You don't remember exactly where it comes from because you don't remember much of your past kind of thing or etc. But you feel like a connection with somebody else 
like blood related. As you come back to the scene where alabaster is in front of you, you smell the apple turns over and there is a huge bong as the morning star hits a huge shield, like a, I think they call it like a towers or like this large uh, paladin uh, shields and it's just in front of you something is making casting a shadow upon you and the rest of you you see this creature and for a moment even roger is like wait a minute why are they so similar and what you see is like a version of garnet but in paladin in full paladin plate this sort of a paladin plate is more of a has like it, some of you maybe have heard like maybe Green Knights, so those paladins from the Feywild. And the smell of apple turnovers floods the scene as several other paladins jump outside from the portal, slaying the creature or whatever was left there, leaving everything in silence for a moment. Professor Jaxis, your spell is the only thing making some sort of noises right now. What are you going to do? He just kind of looks over and goes, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, is Alabaster still there? Well. <laughs> and then just this huge boom and explosion goes up. I let it go to the sky. Centered on Jaxis um, and sends everything. <clears throat> It was a thunder wave that was supposedly to launch the shit out of that thing. Um, the thunder wave breaks. 15 foot cube around me, everything gets launched as I lose control of the spell. <laughs> You're tired, darling. You just... <laughs> it's been a long day, honestly. The, the, the shock wave breaks the silence of the moment after the one. Garnet. You were expecting to be demolished by, let's say, eight points of cursing damage. I don't think they're going to have put you out, right? Nearly, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear with a big voice, stand up, there's work to do. Right. And you are? Uh, in that moment, Alabaster grunts and says, The silent agony will have that one and the little one in time. Maybe not tonight, but he will have them. He will attempt to run away. The paladin in front of you will make an opportunity attack. Can I make one as well? For a 21. Like a long blade swings into the air. Alabaster takes, oh, once, five points of damage, but keeps running. The creature 
or what was left is just standing there motionless next to the portal. We are out of initiative. What do you want to do? How many of these green knights are around? Uh, so there's about six around the head of the snake. And then um, one more in front of you. And actually, we know. Make me a perception check. Yo. Uh, okay. Perception, perception, perception. Uh, 19 for 24. Amazing. You notice that one of those paladins are familiar. Uh, very feminine, very um, arboreal. If you're sure that you, you take out the helm of that paladin, that's the droid that you met in your dreams. Sarah, the one that in your dream was killed by Alabaster. I'm going to run over to Winnow, Jaxus and Testimony. I'll be like, say to the paladin, you smell nice? Run off and be like, are you lot all alright? I think, Professor, I think I'm all standing. This is we're in a set piece. Professor, you're alright? You cold? <laughs> He's just like looks fried. He's just stood there, you know, his hair's like all over the place, and he's just like, I just want to go home now. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, as you, I, I guess, all of you come together to this clearing, all the paladins start taking out, taking out the uh, the helmets, and uh, now it's more than clear that the paladin in front or like next to Garnot, which is not it's taller but not that significantly taller it's probably the the grapes or other boots that have like a big uh heel metal <laughs> heel that is making it look uh taller maybe the hairstyle who knows but it's hauntingly familiar to to Garnet. um but the one that is familiar to you when sarah the droid she moves towards uh ebony uh says so are you okay where is where is winnow where is where is uh she says they're familiar uh, i will drop jimmy he'll be back worry not so, <laughs> i'm um over here and hey sarah with a face of relief i'm glad you're fine so if you can shift that means that you sort out the situation with gorgon yes sort out is a strong word for it i really like i have a suspicion that gorgonor is gonna try and get some more warlocks because he's a bit they're a bit lonely but honestly whew, would not recommend anybody have them as their patron <laughs> oof major <laughs> issues to work out one star review um Okay, I, I am glad. Uh, sorry, I know we are kind of late. We were supposed to be here before, but we have some uh, problems. 
Uh, good news. I met with your friend, Sarah. She's fine. Uh, I wouldn't try to contact them for now. I casted a spell for them not to be detected. So any kind of divination, magic will not work, you know, like sending, scrying, so. But I'm sure she will, they will um, find you where you're supposed to meet. Can I just ask, like, am I supposed to just trust you now because you've got this paladin thing going on? Can I have some assurance that you are, you know, on the sides of good or, or whatever? Yeah. Uh, actually, there is no guarantee of anything. Uh, not you're not supposed to trust me. And she shows you that she still have the tattoo. So it's like, but I think I've been always been able to detach my mind from the control of know, the silent agony. So I haven't, I have felt in control for a while. Weren't in control in the dream though. Sorry, second. You weren't in control earlier. No, uh, that was uh, Gorgonor's doing. Like, okay. I was, I wasn't in that dream, but I know what Gorgonor was up to. You recognize me. Yeah, yeah, we're still all connected. Even Gorgonor is linked to the Silent Agony. Oh, Gorgonor has also a tattoo and is being controlled by the silent one. A hypocrite. Uh, they thought they could uh, create this space, safe space where they could stay forever and away from the silent agony's control and just drag as many people there with them. He tried with others. I think he almost succeeded with you, but I'm happy to see that you are safe. I should introduce you then. Um, this is Professor, Professor. Mm -hmm. Hello, uh, this is my friend, Professor Jaxis. He's an expert on the Feywild and he broke the bond with the tattoo. Hello. Excuse me. And then she realized, look at you, and like, oh, there is still like, although there is not a full tattoo, there's still like bits, you know, like maybe like a bruise that will disappear in a, in a couple of days. How did you do that? Do, do you have an incredibly powerful font of magic? Uh, yes. Uh, it's, let's say uh, she has like a monsicle. Like in chant, like very magical. Oh, um, uh, uh, I need a rock. I can punch something if you need it. Uh, I don't. I mean, we can we can say try. Uh, it, it will involve breaking, and it. Uh, are you willing to let me attempt to take it off you? Is the other question. I don't want to just 
and dispel something if you don't wish it, wish it to be dispelled. I, I, I believe from certain inferences from Winnow, they do supply with you with certain benefits from having them. Uh, some uh, telekinetic uh, items, but I try not to use them, so I don't lose control. Okay. Um, so a scythe probably is a bit, little bit more difficult to break than a staff. Uh, also, mm, um, see, but, yeah, to, um, Jaxus would know technically certain magical items are actually in general very difficult to destroy in the first place. A lot of staffs are in part purpose made to snap because they have certain activations that come with them. So you see how she's trying also trying to make some connections like yeah okay, i see where you're coming what way do you think i'm trying to think of what way jaxus would think to destroy something like that that technically generally isn't very destructible um i would say that's gonna take a couple of minutes for jaxus to just to try, it's very tired and trying to make sense of what actually happened during that process. Like, was it actually the breaking the item? Was it actually the arcane energy stored in there? Like, what was that actually happened here? In the meanwhile, Garnot, what's going on with you? Check it, make, make sure everybody else is all right. Take Roger back off of Winnow. And then I'll just look at the other, the one that looks like me and be like, I mean, there's plenty of, I'll walk up to them and go, there's plenty of, I've seen plenty of hobgoblins on the material plane in my time here, but there ain't many that are from our, clearly our neck of the woods. And I point to the portal. What's your name? Who are you? What, what, what is this Green Knight group? My name is Lasrak. That's a very nice name. It just Did rolls you? off of the tongue. <laughs> What's your name? Garnot. Garnot. Nice name. Feels fun in the tongue. It does a little bit. Takes, um, puts a hand inside one of the bags that has attached on the on the west west the one some and offers you some um apple turnover is that made with fey apples it is oh I, or, or do, you, do you just call them apples in the fey world i mean we call them apples yeah uh, i would very much like one please and thank you and you can the others can see like really familiar demeanors, although you didn't grow up. Uh, there is something hauntingly familiar here that it's not obvious for you because you are not looking at this scene from outside. Uh, gives to you the apple turn. He starts eating one and moves back to Sarah. Uh, is this the people that are supposed to help us? And Sarah says, yes, 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 just give me a second. 
Apparently this one can remove tattoos. Shock in the face of Lashrak. So you're saying we have a way to combat those things now? No, even better. Now we can turn them back to what they used to be. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, there's been, it's, there is a lot. Um, allow us to, uh, guys, please uh, make some fire and bring some rations. This evolves into the early rise of the um, early, uh, the first uh, rays of light. So you can see how there is some light now coming, starting to come to the thick um, canopy of the forest. They, they don't attend your wounds, uh, but they give you food and some um, cover. They give you nice clothes, Professor Jackson's. Your nails are um, pressed and fully complemented. Com yeah, and they're like, we love it. We love it. Um, <laughs> you're still thinking of what is going on. What did I do? To this dinner or what early breakfast maybe or very late dinner um sarah is like i know you might have a lot of questions so let me just try to unravel everything that i know as i said my name is sarah i got this tattoo long time ago i guess it's without need for me to say that at some point something happened that someone started controlling all the bearers of tattoos. These eldritch energies started flowing through them. For some of us, it was easier to control them. For others were more resistant to the influence. Some of us actually embraced the gift and they are not being forced by the silent one. They are just happy to follow him. They call themselves the cult of entropy. And we've been trying to solve this problem for a while. Now, Professor Jack says, I can't wait for you to explain me. How did you do that? Because we cannot do anything. We have we have captured a few, but we try every single spell that we can think of. But it's just useless. So this is this is a key moment, Professor. Um, there is also. Um, this other situation with your friend. I understand that Sarah, as you call your familiar, gives you like a, a, a funny, funny smile in the way of like, yeah, we have embraced the idea that it's your family. They uh, will play a key part in the Silent One's plan. And we cannot let in 
to get to them. The Silent One has also captured the Seers, which I understand you are familiar with. Uh, for Professor Jackson's um, testimonial, the Seers, you have heard about them, but you uh, probably you've never met them, but it's a group of um, divination. I would say they are, I mean, they are magic users, but I'm not sure if they are like wizards or bards. Maybe in future adventures, we will define what classes they are. Uh, he's captured them and they use them. Actually, the way as we put you down to sleep and looks at um, Ebony. Ebony's a little bit like, as Sarah explains all of this, when Sarah explains about some of them being more or less resistant, Ebony looks ashamed and saying, yeah, I know I want one of the weakest. Uh, she comes back, uh, Sarah is, um, we use the recipes from the Sears to create those um, funny little teeth. And uh, you, you can notice that I still say in way because at some point even my comrades needs to acknowledge that I'm still under the influence of the tattoo. I'm not trying to detach myself from the situation of any consequences, but I'm trying my best. Um, as far as we understand, there is three things or three elements in the Silent One plan. And this is just from recollections of images that comes to some of us when we sleep and we feel the influence of the Silent One. Uh, the Silent One needs um, your friend Sarah and the two siblings or the other two creatures that share a soul with Sarah. The Silent One has convinced one of those siblings already and that sibling is working with the Silent One. The second thing that they need is the three pieces of the Living Gate. The Living Gate is an artifact that uh, can open a portal to the farm realm. It was destroyed millennia back when the first time, when first time the aberrations came to this plane. Um, I don't really know where those pieces are. Actually, nobody knows. We know, Garnet, make me a history check. I mean, you know, but just make me a history check. I'll, I'll explain the T situation, the C situation to Jaxus and Testimonial. Like, yeah, uh, do you remember that bit where I told you about, you know, we went to see these Medusas and we drank some tea? Now that I think about it, wherever we go and drink tea, we seem to get drugged. Maybe we shouldn't do that in a morning. <laughs> we should stick to coffee. Yeah. Did you say history? 
I Ten. got an 18. And Garnet? 10. Garnet? We know. You remember that in the diary of Mr. Cassell, there was a diagram of such item. And there was two identified locations and one unknown location. One was Fewell, another was what uh, Baldur's Gate, and the other one. And um, you want to share that information? <laughs> oh, she's going to roll an inside check. You uh, a deception check. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um... I don't completely trust these guys, so I guess I wouldn't want to necessarily lead them on, I guess? Yes. So I roll a 13 for my inside check. What were your deceptions? Ooh! Excellent. Um, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 for deception. Garnet? Oh, I'm rolling. Sorry. Um, I didn't think I got high enough. Uh, that's a 19. 19. Uh, Sarah is oblivious about you holding upon some information. Um, and then the last thing is obviously in its an army. Um, part of it is uh, this cult that follows him, but he's been somehow bringing small pieces of other aberration souls into this world and hosting them into mechanical bodies as you have seen as you have experienced firsthand um these mechanical bodies are being produced by a really talented artificer which he's also convinced and when she's as convinced you have the impression that is there is a tattoo involved in all of this uh we're trying to help as much as we can but there is also things working out in the while that we need to sort out first uh, we are we she pauses and she's just like now she's holding back information no need for the inside check um so it will be good for us to know that there is allies in this plane to sort this out and don't divide our forces because there is some situations in the Feywild that need to be sorted out now, Professor Jackson's. When Sarah mentions the artificer part of this, that was the missing part of information that you were looking for. The missing part in your um, jigsaw puzzle. And now you finally understand that there is artistry 
involved in all of this. The artistry of the tattoos, the artistry in the um, uh, the bodies of these uh, that are hosting the souls of these aberrations, and artistry in how those items, those magic items, were created. Yes, you can cast um, arcane energy into someone to heal them, divine magic to heal them. But the thing that is been missing for the tattoo to be removed is a sort of uh, offer of artistry. If you want this piece of artistry to be removed, you need to remove another piece of artistry. So when you broke your staff, you were sort of giving away this uncountable or unvaluable time that the artist or the artifact, not artifact, the, art, the um, artist person put upon the item. So, I've been sat here, you know, and thinking and pondering. And, well, it's a level of give and take that you have to offer along the side. So it's not like, I mean, everybody's familiar with, you know, sacrifice to a god or, you know, to get, to get, to gain things back to it. But in, in this case, it's more of a, the art on your body needs to be paired off with something of equal talent and artistic license. And when you do that and you destroy that thing, preferably with the power you need as well, which is convenient, um, you can meld those two things together. Now, I didn't understand that I was doing it at the time, but it's clearly just because I'm a you know fantastic prodigy. But because I did this and put together the artistic, you know, eloquence of the staff and my own incredible power together, those two things deactivated the tattoo on the body, relinquishing the power. Now, to re replicate that, I believe an entire study needs to be. And I, I can do this study for you. And the, the only thing I ask is if you get you get me the hell out of here immediately, and I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll I will begin studying as quickly as possible. Um, if you just get me out of here, I, I fully agree. Uh, the professor is the most powerful spellcaster that I've come across along with along with Testy here. Uh, they're both incredibly powerful and I think a combined effort between the two of them will surely help with whatever it is you're trying to do. Something to do with the tattoos. I have been listening, I swear. Eating apple turnovers. Bernard, <laughs> make me a perception check. Uh-oh. Ooh, 23. Ooh. As you eat apple and maybe feed a little bit to Roger. You notice a similar behavior from Larsak, who is feeding a white as the snow ferret that pops every now and then <laughs> from his um, his huge armor, his huge paladin armor. Oh, that's um, cool. What's your ferret called? 
he turns to you and says, Roberto is his name. Oh, uh, and Roberto, at this point, um, uh, well, there is not much work to do, so they just have like a cap, like chilling vibe. The captain is like, okay, it's just time to chill. That's it. Um, and let's make kind of a rivalry between uh, Roger and Roberto. They look at each other like, if this were an okay. anime, they would be like, I think he's trying to copy you, Roger, but don't worry, you're the best one. You're the best one. Um, Sarah looks at that situation and says to Wino, Testy, and Jaxis, is it, is it only me? Like, do you, how they cannot see <laughs> what's happening? Oh, give Garnet. Hey. He'll figure it out. Hey, uh, Garnot, Garnot. And yeah, the other one. Are you guys related? Lars said, this one is not as handsome as me. We cannot be related. That one's not as awesome as me, so we definitely can't be related. <laughs> yeah, you two are definitely related. <laughs> um, the conversation continues just to uh, point out other details. And uh, I think they... They um, they say like um, at this point, let's say you have a long rest enough to just to um, settle down everything, yeah. and you have everything that you sort of were looking for. Uh, we know you collected the um, well. You came here for the sending stone that you sent back to Sarah. Um, they said that they can show you the safest and shortest way out of the forest. They can, um, unfortunately, they don't have like any ways of transport because of course they can cast uh, fine state, but that's their own uh, mode of transportation. So it would be up to you, like go on your um, bike board. Uh, Professor Jaxis, they, um, Sarah says that it would be amazing if you can come with us to continue your research. Uh, they offer you um, funding for a couple of months for you to have everything. Um, Wait, come with you where? Uh, to the Feywild. Uh, is there no way I can't do it at the Academy or even at Winnow and I's Guild? Uh, you could, but we cannot, They're our resources as I said, are invested for what's happening in the fire. <laughs> it would be, I mean, it, we are, you have the option. Um, we will, we, she offers you the monsicle. Uh, Larsak was, gives a look like, mm, that doesn't belong to you, but I guess we can say we lost it. Um, <laughs> Sarah offers you this and says, um, that's it. But also in order for you to test your theories, you need subjects, and we have the subjects in our dungeons. It would be for you or another group of ventures try to capture another bearer, maybe. Test here. Wink, wink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. But they, they, they give, they give you the offer. Um, 
talking about testing, mm -hmm. uh, you were obviously on your way to uh, Baldur's Gate, which might be um, a, um, a common goal for you, and we know, as well as Carnot, obviously. Um, but when Jaxis was talking about all this artistry and etc., and thinking of your tattoo and the situation with Winnow, you mentioned, you remember that you know other really talented uh, tattoo artists in Baldur's Gate that might have some offerings or some options for Winnow now that they don't have tattoos, so maybe there could be some sort of um, new one coming. Well, and also as part of the as part of the experimentation, I mean, the the one I've, it's been a marvelous marvelous adventure. So I'm testimonial uh, thrilled, but also testimonial knows how to craft quills and wands and make art and can teach people to do that if that if their own artistry needs to be sacrificed in order to make the tattooing remove. So uh, testimonial is just a buzz with theories that he wants Professor Jackson to listen to, and he wants the Green Knights to listen to. Um, it's almost like he's discovered a new hobby. It is ready to dive uh, entirely into it. Uh, so, uh, the Feywild, <laughs> a grand stage for a big star and appealing to Jackson's, you know, ego <laughs> and reassurance and uh, testimonial is uh, very excited the possibility of, 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 of teaching and sharing and, and and let's remember that I think you have discussed potential collaborations for a paper. Yes. So also that something. That's it. That's it. And I mean, obviously, I I could second bill it. Like, obviously, it would be supporting your vision. <laughs> um, I'll write all your drafts. <laughs> <laughs> I can be your editor. Uh, Agarnot. Um, Lars, uh, while you are eating and all this conversation happening, and they are pointing out how... Uh, for me, you are, he says that, okay, okay. I give you that, even if you're not, we're not related, um, you have skills, yeah. And for, for what I could say, a big heart, like that's something that our order is always looking for. If you want to join us, I mean, we always have space for new interns. Um, but also, like you, you look like a free soul. You don't. I don't think a uniform is for you. If you want to come with us, uh, I know where the best Apple turnovers are made in town. Oh, uh, you can help us. I was planning on going to Baldur's Gate because I needed to get to the library uh, to something to do with my family tree. I was wanting to look into where I come from, but I mean, if you're offering to take me to the Fae and to join you, then maybe I can find, and apparently there's some sort of link between us, although I don't see it. I mean, I'm clearly better, more awesome <laughs> than you are, clearly. But if there is some sort of a connection and you can help me find my family, my Fae family, then, I mean, I wouldn't say no. The only concern that I have is that we need to go, we need to get Sarah, not you, not you, Sarah, the other Sarah, the, the, the smaller <laughs> Sarah. We need to get them and make make sure they're safe. Um, yeah, I mean, I understand that you, that this is very abrupt, us telling you about our problems and 
asking you to solve them for us. Um, but yeah, uh, we are just happy to see that there is some light in our campaign. Um, I think it's time for us to go back home, clean the mess that is on the other side, and prepare for what is coming. Full concern face. Um, so back to you guys. Um, the cards are on the table. Where is Helen, everyone? Winnow is just going to go over to Professor Jaxus and just be like, so, um, say wild and funding. Uh, yes. Uh, is anyone problem with this whole yeah. thing? And he sort of goes in closer to Winnow. I've never been to the Feywild. Well, this sounds like a brilliant opportunity then. No, that's true, but what if people find out that I'm a fraud? Why don't you just be honest and say that you are a theoretical Feywild academic? Oh, this is true. Although this is, this is, I mean, this is also my first ever adventure, and I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, this has been absolutely horrific. But, you know... You've done very well. Um, I think I'll go. I might ask if Garnet wanted to come, you know, and if, if Garnet will stick with me, I've, I'm sure I'd feel much more comfortable in a place like the Fey Realm. That sounds very wise. I, I wanted to ask you something um yes the thing that i said to you in the dream before uh you got out oh. do you do you remember that thing yes well mum's a word if you wish it to be is that why you don't want me along i'd actually prefer it if you did come i'd feel much safer I'm not sure that's very wise. Because I can only tell you how I feel about it. How you feel about yourself is your own problems and your own choice. If someone says to your face they prefer them with you and they make you feel safe with them, then you should believe them. And if you, you know, I can only say the words that come out of my mouth and you can only make the decisions for yourself. Do you, still, do you still think I'm a good person? It's not particularly many, many points or evidence or facts that have been placed in front of me for me to think otherwise. And that's generally how I make my conclusions. So I told you that I... Never mind. I'll... <laughs> I... I, I have to go and talk to Sarah. Sarah will help, and I, I'll check in on you in the face while. I'm going to go and see if... Well, I was about to say trick Garnet into protecting me, but actually, <laughs> I think the better um, path is just to see if I can actually join him and him join I. Remember with Garnot? Garnot will sacrifice himself at the, at the slightest opportunity. <laughs> Remember, who guards the bodyguard? <laughs> you should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I'll slip a note for <laughs> <one>. <laughs> so that we remember. Business and ideas. 
Who guards the body Garnot? <laughs> and then he kind of wanders over and he's like, Garnet, my good fellow! And like, just oh, sort of... <laughs> oh, Professor Jaxus, and before you even say anything, there's an apple turn over in your mouth. <laughs> Try one of these! <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, it, delight, delight. You're to be told. Is uh, an acquired taste. Yeah. They are not that good. No. Well, no, it's not that they are. Canonically, doesn't like sweet things either, really. So. <laughs> and also, the apple, the farewell apples, have a funny taste. Mm. Is this it's strangely sour and bitter? And <laughs> sweet at the same time. Yes, all of the things I hate, but thank you. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Garnet, my good fellow, are you are you heading through there? Are you going with them? I'm considering it. I, I, oh. I want to make sure that Sarah, not that Sarah, is safe first. Well, how about this? I'm very scared to go in there, but if I knew you would be coming along later, maybe even if you could bring Winnow with you, Go help Sarah, help Winnow help Sarah, and then come to me and protect me with your life. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I think I think I'd 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 like to go with Winnow to make sure Sarah's okay. And yes. then I do want to find out more about myself, and it seems that coming to the Fae is going to be the best way to do that. And you also need protecting. Uh, I'm guessing this person here, who's not as awesome as I am, they will protect you uh, for the meantime. But just know that I, I will be coming to help you at some point. And here's a, maybe a little, a little snippet of advice. So I can always get a little head start for you, Garnet, when I get there and see what I can find out on your behalf. But there is a gentleman here who has proven to be incredibly good at finding out information and writing and creating incredibly fantastical pieces of work that you could potentially ask to help you with this sort of investigation and well maybe just have a think about it I just know that he potentially could be one of the best in the business at helping you find the information you're looking for. Did you hear that, Roger? He's saying really nice stuff. No, I'm joking. I know you're talking about <laughs> testimonials. I'm joking. <laughs> I know. The pen was up and it was dead. Such <laughs> <laughs> a roller coaster, man. But anyway, um, he puts his hand out to sort of shake, shake your hand. I, I don't shake your hand per se. I do like the warrior. I grab your hand like that and pull you in for a hug. <laughs> and he just like squishes like... <laughs> you did really good, Professor. You you got some real metal inside you. You just... And I'm just squeezing you really tightly. Like, you're good. You're very brave. Well, we've only got 10 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's one. anything you can do to help people, then... It's up to you if you want to do it or not, but you've got some skills. It gives you should... Yeah, it gives a nod. 
Was painting on the head. Oh, sorry about painting your nails. Oh, well, and to be honest, it's kind of they're growing on me. But don't tell, don't tell anybody else. Isn't that what nails do? <laughs> very clever. Very, very clever. Oh. <laughs> Um, he'll look over to Winnow and give give them like a nod and then stand towards testimonial thing uh, with a hand out to shake his hand as well. Um, and then he'll turn and walk with where all the palandids are and sort of let Garnet, Winnow and testimonial talk. Um, and he starts just talking the ear off one of the paladins about this almost like fake research that he's made, making up on the spot about how he got rid of the tattoos in the first place, pretending that it was his plan all along. And he just starts like this whole bullshit trail um, in the background. <laughs> With that, I think... Oh, sorry. Testimonial. You've been taken on a roller coaster of compliments and then no so much nice compliments. <laughs> What's going through your head after all these like what through through all of through all of this uh testimonials uh sketched out the entire party of um of uh, of Green Knights uh is delighted to know that he's going to go to uh go to the Feywild. There's uh something more to discover pen materials ah that they could that could wait for a different trip to uh to Baldur's Gate. there's a new adventure and a new stage there and uh couldn't be more thrilled about uh what it all what it all takes and knows that if it ever comes to fisticuffs he had one lesson from winnow so <laughs> he's all ready to uh he feels more prepared than ever <laughs> so as the green knights re-equip gather everything and start jumping into the pool who else jumps to the pool professor jack says glamorously jumps into the pool followed by testimonial and they just disappear leaving just a still really nice water pool the smell of apple turnover stills in the air and Garnet, you get lost and find the exit to this forest. This, you're not in a hill, but it's a higher position where you can see Candlescape to your left on the west and Baldur's Gate northwest of you. You know, they told you that not far from here there is a uh, really well used. Um, Merchant route where you can find maybe some um, transportation. Um, what's next? I just look to Widow. Right, so we're in agreement. Stick together. We get Sarah. We get to the Feywild and we protect our friends together. Yeah. Take it one step at a time. One step at a time, and I step forward and fall down the hill. <laughs> the way an adventurer does it, and I fall down beside you. <laughs> and that's where we're going to wrap up our campaign. Thank you very much. I'm going to have two after scenes here. The first after after credit scene. 
The first one is, as testimonial and Jaxes are walking their way to where the camp or the base of these green knights is, you, you, you're a little bit like behind them, let them do their talking. And you hear like whispers or like something catches both of you immediately. The war is coming. And you just look at each other, lights are out. As second, um, after sin, after credit scene, Garnot, we know you get some uh, free rides on the way. And a couple of days after, we know you receive a message from Syrah. She, they made it safe to small Tehran. They have met with um, Mr. Cassell. They will report later. You also report that everything's fine. And we close this chapter. Thank you very much, everyone. That was beautiful. I hope you enjoy. I did a lot. And thank you for uh, being part of this show tonight. If you enjoyed, remember that we play um, Dungeons and Dragons Monday, 6 p.m. GMT and 10 a.m. Um, PST. We also play, I'm um, sorry, we also stream classic episodes on Tuesdays, also at 6 p.m. GMT. And you can also join us on Friday, again, 6 p.m. GMT, for our talk show, where we talk with DMs, uh, other uh, players uh, or figures from the TTRPG industry. And all of our shows are streamed at DutchTV slash RollTogetherRPG. You can find all of our content archive at youtube.com slash RollTogetherRPG. There are also podcast versions of all of our shows available everywhere. Search for Roll Together RPG. Remember, if you don't find us in your favorite service, let us know and we will try to put it up there. Massive thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. There will be a link in chat for you to join. Every penny helps us to do the content that we love for you. Big thank you again to all our sponsors and supporters. Don't forget, we are all over social media as Roll Together RPG. Thank you for watching. See you very soon. Bye.